By the way, hardest audio round to put together for me. To really? choose to choose the, the, the movies. Oh. So hard to to whittle it down. I just chose the ones that I thought were funny. <laughs> Oh, it, that that would have been about, wow. That would have been a good idea. It didn't take very long. No, I found ones that were funny, but then it's like, oh, but that one. Um, I yeah, had, I guess I didn't care very much. I, <laughs> we've just explained a lot about our podcast. <laughs> Let's get trivial, trivial. I wanna get trivial. Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Episode 54. Are we counting the last episode? Yeah, that was 53. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We like to take this opportunity not only to say thank you to everybody who came out and played at the finals, but also congratulations to Quiz In My Pants, the winners of the Winter Classic Tournament. Fantastic. It was so much fun to watch them win. They're they're a constant team at the Skylark. They're always there, except for last week when only one person showed up. <laughs> one of their team? I thought maybe they would all take a victory lap uh, the week after, but only one person from their team showed up. They were probably exhausted uh, I'm sure from they're, they're, how much cramming they had to do for that final. Their brains were tired. Mine is. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask you how you're doing today, and now I know. Yeah. Tired tired brain. Tired brain. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for doing that. And thanks to the 907 for having us there. And uh, stay tuned for the motorcycle race. (laughs) We are (laughs) Stay tuned for the uh, tournament that's going to happen this summer. We're back in uh, the lovely apartment of Andy's. We sent Andy to the zoo. I like the idea. Actually, now, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I like the, the idea that he went to a, an actual zoo <laughs> and not a bar called the zoo. Actually, his apartment is in the zoo. It is. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. You are right. We are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> And thus, uh, I that shows just how much I care about things. Uh, I don't even Day. have any booze right now. That's so weird. That's, that's just a weird coffee. Um, that's weird in general. I know. Has nothing to do. You're not wearing. I'm. I at least have a green cardigan. You do. I mean, I have no green. But my green cardigan was uh, accidental. It did not. Oh, It really? was not uh, to uh, coordinate with the holiday. My sister. And her husband would go to an Irish bar, like, every year at, like, six. Wow. And, like, have breakfast and... uh, I'm into that. Also drink breakfast. I'm also into that. And they would be done by, like, noon. (laughs) I am also into that. These are all... That that is maybe the best plan for your St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Like, go out and and do it really early. It was in Dayton, so they would get, like, a hotel room, like, right close by and just walk over there. Very smart. And then go to the hotel room and be asleep at 1 in the afternoon. And then you miss all the the really just some of the most drunken revelry yeah. you'll ever see. I don't care what town you live in. I'm sure in Boston it's uh, it's crazy. 
I'm sure in New York it's crazy, but in Seattle it's pretty crazy. I'm sure Murphy's where we do quizzes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I oh, know yeah. they're they they're like you you have to like get tickets ahead of time and it's line out the door oh, all day yeah. long to get there. So I bet it sucks working, but I bet they make so much money. Yeah, I bet you the tips are good. I mean, I know that some for some of those Irish bars, it is like their New Year's Eve. It's the day where they just basically make bank for the year. Yeah. And just, you know, so good good on them. And good on all of you who went out. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday, but of course you're hearing this uh, the week after. So I hope your hangovers were light and easy to manage. And your Guinness is dark. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> that was awful. That's uh, that is something I could go for right now. I love a good Guinness. That's true. Maybe after we're done, we can go get one. All right. But down to business. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get to business. Does that mean we're starting? Yeah. All right. Let's start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Now it is time for the lightning round. It's pretty squeaky lightning. Yeah, well, it's that time of year. All right, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? What are you going to ask me about today? I have five questions about Stephen Hawking. Oh, Stephen Hawking. We will pour out a. We won't pour out any beer for you. But uh, we'll think about it, though. I'll as we pour go later. some coffee on the floor. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's listening to this right now, going, "Where'd she put the coffee on the floor?" God damn it! Sorry. Uh, yes, the the late great, which we will. Uh, there will be some. It, I know at least one of our trivia nights this week will have a round on Hawking, and then we'll be spreading out some questions about him during the other quizzes as well. So mm-hmm. uh, check that out. Uh, uh, mine. Is on birds. Okay. Boids. I don't know very much about birds. We've had dogs. Now we're going to have boids. Boids and dogs. Boids and dogs. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. All right. This is time for the lightning round. (laughs) All right. Number one, you know that Stephen Hawking died on Einstein's birthday. He was born exactly 300 years after the death of what other scientist? Well, I won't know. So I'll just say the first one that came to my mind, which is Copernicus. It's Galileo. Galileo, Which was the second one that came to my mind. (laughs) Oh, okay. So he was born on the day that, the same day Galileo died. Yeah. Well, 300 years after. Sure. He's not, he wasn't that old. And then he died on Einstein's birthday. Couldn't, couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> couldn't have planned it better. Uh, question number one for you. What sketch comedy show popularized the phrase, put a bird on it? Uh, Portlandia. That is correct. I love that. I do too. And that <laughs> show is going off the air. I think they're in their final season right now. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I only watch like one and a half seasons of it. I've never seen a full season, but I've peeked in on that show numerous times and I've always enjoyed. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. 
Put a bird on it. <laughs> I say that whenever I see something that has a bird on it. Number two. What band sampled Stephen Hawking's electronic voice from a British television advertisement for two different songs? Keep talking and later talking Hawking. Talking <laughs> <laughs> Hawking. Uh, wow. I've heard about this, but I do not remember the band. This is a British band. Yes. Uh, boy. I will, again, I'm just going to go first guess. I'm going to say the Stone Roses. I don't even know who that is. All right, then. It's Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It was in their later albums. Question number two. (laughs) Number two for you. What state's official seal shows a pelican feeding its young? Is it Louisiana? It is Louisiana. No way! Yay! <laughs> that was that was a great face she was making. Imagine her her mouth just completely square or a rectangle and just like it was it Louisiana. Perfect. Well done. That was a good guess, me. <laughs> Pat me on the back, me. Number three. Hawking completed his undergraduate degree at Oxford University and his graduate degree at what other British university? Well, I'll say Cambridge. You're right. Because I don't know another British university. Me neither. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay for limited knowledge. <laughs> I love it when I only know two things because then it, it cuts down my chances of being wrong. Yeah. Like 50-50. All right, question number three for you. Birdie, move your nest is another name for what children's game? Birdie, move your nest. And it's referred to that mostly in European countries. Birdie, move your nest. Is it like a board game or like a play it's a, game? It's not a, it's not a board game. Oh, it's okay. like a, a game kids play. Okay. Birdie, move your nest. I don't know. Like tag? Uh, not tag, but you're on the right track. Musical chairs. Oh. Yes. So the music stops and the person running the game says, Birdie, move your nest. And they all have to run around and go to the next. Oh, you know what I should have chose is Duck, Duck, Goose. Oh, Duck. That, wait, that makes more sense than musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> just, just in general, Duck, Duck, Goose makes more sense than musical chairs. You think so? No. Oh. And you were like going around and you were like, I'm going to slap that kid so hard when I say goose. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you that did that. <laughs> so it you, certainly wasn't me. You were just, you'd wind up like behind somebody be like duck, duck, and you get right behind someone and go duck, 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 No. Yeah, you did. I never did that. You did it. Nobody ever played games with me. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 
Oh, what a lonely girl. Oh, what a lonely girl. <laughs> Monica, lonely girl. Bow, 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 bow. Number four. In 1963, at the age of 21, Hawking was diagnosed with a rare, early-onset, slow-progressing form of ALS, also known as what? Uh, well, it's also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes. There you That's go. That's the answer. All right, question number four for you. What country is the setting for the Colin McCullough novel The Thornbirds? It was made into a big miniseries back in the 80s. Richard Chamberlain. Is it? I will say this. English-speaking country. Yeah. Is it Ireland? It is not. It was Australia. Oh, that was my second guess. Yeah. Because they're like the same place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Today is a... Is a I it's, thought you might have snuck in a little bit of Irish stuff I alm- in there. I almost did, and then and then I didn't. I think Thornbird sounds like an Irish thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. All right, whatever. <laughs> Last one. Okay. How many Nobel Prizes did Stephen Hawking win? All right, now I'm trying to think, did he win any? I can't imagine he didn't win at least one. I'm, I'm oh boy. I know I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna go opposite here. Oh, where's my coin? All right, I'm gonna say he didn't win any. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I went with my first instinct and it was right for once. So the reason why he didn't win any is because. The Nobel Prizes, the scientific discoveries have to be confirmed by observable data. So theoretical physics is really hard to confirm that way because you have to basically invent super technical, expensive equipment to be able to do it. Right. So it takes a really long time to confirm something that was like theoretically proven years and years before. That makes sense. That makes sense. Technology doesn't go as fast as Stephen Hawking's brain. Yeah. Yeah. A few things did. Uh, Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm sorry that he never won one, but I'm sure he was okay. I thought that was interesting. That was very interesting. He won other prizes. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. A bunch of other stuff. Yes. And he got to be on Star Trek. So he did <laughs> the biggest prize of them all. <laughs> I get to play cards with data. Was and it data? two scientists, Einstein and who was the? Uh, oh, wait a second, Isaac Newton. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I almost thought about that one as the one he was born on, and I thought, oh, maybe they did that that for. Uh, Star Trek, but then the, the Star Trek people didn't know he was also going to die on Einstein's <laughs> birthday. Or did they? Hmm. Dun, dun, bum. All right. Question number five, last one for you. And there are three possible answers. So you have three chances to get the point here. Oh, wow. So what is a Yardbird? All one word. There's a band called the Yardbirds. It was Eric Clapton's first band, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page. What is a yardbird? 
there's three possible answers. Yeah, so there's uh, depending on the region you're from, the yard the word yardbird has been used for different things. Ugh. You can just pick one. A dog. It's not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a yard bird is. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one more shot. Okay. I really, I don't think I'm going to get it. Okay. Um, is it a unit of measurement? It is not. We're going to stop you right there. Sorry. Well, I'd say you're going to stop me like I was about to keep going. I wasn't. <laughs> I said a thing and I was done. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop you right there. Well, tell me what it is. I won't. Is it a weapon that I can hurt you with? <laughs> like you're staring. You're, Bring you're... me my yard bird. <laughs> so uh, a yard bird is a chicken, depending on. Uh, it's it... actually a bird. It can be. So there's again the terminology uh, can be a chicken like because it's also a, a name for a hobo that hangs around a rail rail yard. <laughs> okay. And can also be a prisoner who hangs around the prison yard. Oh. So depending on the area you're from and the era you're from, it's uh, those are one of those one of the three. It was also the nickname of Charlie Parker, the saxophone player, who was better known just by Bird. But his full nickname was Yardbird. Yeah, there you go. Well, that was a really dumb question, Paul. Y'all, thank you very much. (laughs) Almost as dumb as your answer. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Almost. Not quite. Nope, nope. I'll always always (laughs) maintain the record. All right. How many did you get right? You got one. You got two. You got two. You got three. Yay. Who's the dummy now? All right. It's me. I always known. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was one of our most contentious lighting. <laughs> you say hop and I'll hop. You say stop and I'll stop. You say calm and I calm. Anything you say, I'm like a hunk of clay. I'm just like party. There's something I learned today. Can I tell you about the things I learned today? Oh, yeah. Ah. So, as mu- even as much as I love Oscar trivia, I love pop music trivia even more. You do. I do. And I talk about and I use questions about uh, the pop charts quite a bit you in do. the quiz. This is a uh, thing I learned about how a website set a pop music record. Okay. All right. So, you know about the Top 40 and the Billboard's Hot 100? Yes. So, for years, Billboard magazine had been doing this Hot 100, and it was all based on record sales and radio airplay. Get your song on the radio, sell your little singles, and you get to be the number one whatever. Mm -hmm. So, over the years, they've had to change that because the single went bye-bye. And radio is still there, but it's kind of gone bye-bye, too, yeah. to a certain extent. It's not where people listen to music. Exactly. So, in the 2000s, they had to add digital downloads to yes. their to their methodology, and they had to add streaming audio. So, streaming audio got added in 2013, and that's where this record was set. Okay. So, in 2013, there is a song called... 
Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. You are familiar with this song. I think, have you ever sang this song at karaoke? I think, unfortunately, I did I think I, it was one of, when I heard this, when I heard this little factoid, I was like, wait a second, I think I've heard her sing this song. It's kind of a catchy song. Yeah, it's very catchy. And when she released it, it was, um, got a lot of radio airplay, got a lot of downloads, but the video was what kind of put it over the top because. It was such a stupid video. Yes. What was, it was like her swinging on a thing. She was she was naked. She was, yes. Swinging, like sitting on a wrecking ball as it swings around the room. She came in like a wrecking ball. Yes. And she's like gross and stuff. And <laughs> she, oh, she has a sledgehammer. That she's licking from time to time. And she licks it. Yeah, yeah. This was, this was Miley Cyrus's like big tongue phase. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was. went. She went through a tongue thing, everybody. She cut all her hair off and thought she was so, I don't know, like a bad girl all of a sudden. And and everybody's like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) You do whatever you want to do. So this is is the year, in February of that year. Also the twerking. Oh, yes. We might get to twerking in a second. So... (laughs) Well, so, I'm not doing it, but you can if you want. It. <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> so uh, this is the year that they changed the methodology to add streaming videos. So this is also the year you get blurred lines with the naked women dancing, and that's why that became such a big hit. Mm-hmm. This is the year you get Harlem Shake, which was the big meme with people dancing crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that became a big hit because of the video. So the Wrecking Ball kind of followed in that in that uh, in that line of making a video so that everybody goes and watches it and the song goes to number one in the end of September of 2013. Stays there for a couple of weeks and then drops down into the number two and then number three spot, but it's still hanging around the top. So in December, mid-December of 2013, the song becomes number one again. And that almost never happens. So Big wrecking ball. Yes. Okay. So the song songs usually like you're a number one. Once you drop, you might squeak up there again, but most of the time that means you're on your way down. Right. But the video's been hanging around the top spot, uh, mostly because the video keeps getting watched. So the thing that jumps it to number one is a website called Chat Roulette. Do you remember Chat oh, Roulette? Yeah, I do remember that. So Chat Roulette, for those of you who never have seen Chat Roulette, it's a it's a website where you can peek in on other people's webcams and it's random. You just like click a button and you're well, on you're somebody's. Not it's not peeking. random. You're watching. But, yeah, but they, it's not like you just get somebody like they're on chat roulette too. I'm so glad you're explaining this because I've never, I've never. Okay. So never you go it. on a chat roulette and everybody's on it and then it, then you get random people. Gotcha. But it's not just like anybody. Who no, has no, I no, I, I guess I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just you all have to be part of the system. Yeah. Um, so you can have a camera and sound, and you also, I think, there's a typing message chat too. Right. So this guy named Steve Cardinal. Okay. Decides to make a uh, decides to get on chat roulette. And perform the Wrecking Ball video. 
At times he's semi-naked. At times he's licking hammers. He even sets up like this medicine ball in his living room with a bungee cord and (sighs) is hanging on it. Oh, my God. And so he's filming himself do this. He's also recording his chat, the chat roulette people who are peeking in on this performance. Mm -hmm. And he's recording that. Yeah. And then he releases a video on YouTube, split screen, half of it of him performing the lip sync to the song and half of the reactions. Uh This video goes crazy, like 170 million views. I've never even heard of it. And because he used the original song in the backing track and didn't change it at all, it counted as a stream and it sent the song back to number one. Huh. Because of this guy's jokey. So chat did they take the video down because of the song? They didn't. They didn't. It's still out there. You can still watch it. Huh. it. It's protected under parody. You know, he's making a satire of the thing. Yeah, but he's using the song. Yeah. Well, somebody would have to go after him for it, and no one ever did. I'm surprised. But if you're Miley Cyrus, they give you a number one song again. <laughs> so, so it's a record now. You it's, know who wouldn't allow that? I do. We both do. We know who wouldn't allow it. <laughs> she would She would enact, enact swift justice. So, yeah. So, now Miley Cyrus holds the record. It's the longest time between a, a single song going to number one twice. It was like 10 weeks in between. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's all because of pervy little chat roulette. <laughs> By the way, I've never actually used chat roulette. You, I just knew about it you just keep telling yourself that like i would allow anybody to look at me (laughs) i'm not even allowed to look at her i we do all these podcasts and i'm blindfolded (laughs) it's 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 kind of fun (laughs) it is pervy now yeah exactly we're on chat right now hi everybody that was something i learned today It is now time for game prep. 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 I feel like we haven't done a game prep for a while. Well, we did the two, uh, I was going to (laughs) say, for some reason, the two all-you-can-eat rounds. (laughs) Maybe I'm hungry. All-you-can-eat podcast. Uh, mm. We should start an all-you-can-eat podcast. And then just us eating food. I'm into that. Well, we could do that one where we try food we've never tried. I'm into that for sure. It's called All You Can Eat If You Dare. <laughs> all You Dare to Eat. All the food that's... No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we haven't done one of these in a while because we had the uh, two lightning round podcast and then we had the uh, the finals and somebody asked me uh, this last week, what happened to game prep? Somebody actually missed it? Somebody missed game prep. So, you know, we're doing something. This is for you. This is for you who wanted to be prepped. Here is your prepping. March 19th, 1966, Texas Western's basketball team wins the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, becoming the first team with an all-black starting lineup to do so. They beat Kentucky's all-white starting lineup for the championship. And now that's now known as University of Texas El Paso. 
back then they were Texas Western. Mm. Do you you don't follow the basketball? No. There was a huge upset yesterday. I think I read that. That was a lot of fun. Oh, this was the first year I learned that it was called Seeds. <laughs> don't laugh at me. Too late. Too late. <laughs> this is the first year that it was called Seeds. That I that I learned. Okay. That they're called Seeds. Hmm. Wait, are they are they the first seed and sixteenth seed? That's or? right. Okay. That's right. And the sixteenth one. The sixteenth one for the for very the first, first time. time. That will be a trivia question for for the ages. Forever. University of Maryland at Baltimore County. That is your winning sixteenth seed, the UMBC. I had to look that up. They kept on saying UMBC, and I was like, Yeah, but who is that? University of Mount Yeah, Blayton. I didn't know either, yeah. but I just figured it was because I'm me, not no. because it was a weird school. Well, and they barely made it into the tournament. They had a buzzer beater just to even make it into the tournament. Wow. So that's really cool. That's I hope great, now actually. That, and I love the fact, too, that now they're just, whatever happens to them now, it doesn't even matter. They're, they're, no. you know, they're, they're just on free, they're, free money at this point. They're a trivia question now. Yeah, yeah, they're historic. That's pretty cool. Just like Texas Western. Yeah. How about that, everybody? March 19th, 1969. Happy birthday, Gary Jules. Happy birthday, Gary. An American musician best known for his slow, sad cover of the Tears for Fears song, Mad World. His version went to number one in the UK, thanks in part to its inclusion in the 2001 movie Donnie Darko. Also, he's naked in the video riding a uh, an invisible rabbit. I knew somebody did that first. <laughs> <laughs> Licking a something. I prefer the Tears for Fears version, but that's the version that I grew up on. That's just me. Most people I've heard like the slow version better. That's the first version that I heard. Yeah. I remember playing the original version in a trivia round, and people were like, who's doing the cover of that song? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're not. I get that when uh, people hear the original uh, version of Hurt, the Nine Inch Nails oh, song. Oh, right, right. Why is they're he... like, that's a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> like, actually, no, it's actually, not. Actually, let me correct you. There's a couple of those. There was a a cover of Blue Monday that Ogre or some band like called Orgy. Those Orgy, called Orgy. Yeah. I always get my orgies and ogres mixed up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they did a cover, and I was in. I was playing with some musicians, and I suggested that song, and I was like, "Well, we should do the original version." They're like, "There's an original version." I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> I have to explain New Order to people. So is this a band of very young people? No, that was the that was the worst part of it. Oh, weird! They were just they were into that nineties hard rock and stuff. March twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, Legoland opens their first U.S. location in Carlsbad, California. One of its most popular attractions is Miniland USA, featuring Lego renditions of Mount Rushmore, the Washington Monument, and One World Trade Center. The tallest Lego model in the U.S. at 26 feet tall. Wow. Yeah. And it's still mini. And it's still at 26 feet and it's still mini. <laughs> Actually, the videos of that look pretty cool. I'd, I'd go to Legoland. 
take a look around. Is it just a bunch of cool Lego things? Or are there rides? There's rides. Oh, there's okay. rides as well. But then there's the Miniland is where they replicate different cities, different monuments, things like that. I would love to go there. We let's if take there a, weren't any children. <laughs> Your amusement park uh, hopes are very interesting. Yeah, basically, I would, love, I would, I would love, have to be rich and famous to would, be happy at an amusement park. I would love to go a place designed for children if there were no children. Yeah, I understand that. Well, that's why, like, I really like aquariums, but it is kind of a bitch to go to one. Yeah, because there's like a thousand kids. And they're just allowed to do whatever they want, and they're all in the way, and they're loud. Fish don't like them. I don't like them. Yeah, fish don't like them at all. <laughs> fish don't like me either. <laughs> Maybe the fish don't like Why being in the tank. Why are you staring at me? <laughs> yeah, aquarium is one of those. Museums are another one where it's like, this is supposed to be quiet. Like Legoland and amusement parks, there's other sounds going on. So, <laughs> to a certain extent, you can kind of tune that out. Yeah. But in an aquarium or a museum or something like that, or this is the worst one, funeral. A All funeral? those screaming kids at funerals. <laughs> what is wrong with you? They just take the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, this is all going to be cut out. That was because of Legoland. <laughs> Happy birthday, Legoland. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Ugh, I'm crying. <laughs> March 20th, 2015, the equinox, a solar eclipse, and a supermoon all happen on the same day. This triple combination is scheduled to happen again in 2034. Yes. So, you got got your equinox, your uh, first day, or your uh, solstice, or whatever you want to call that. And then you had a solar eclipse, and then you had the supermoon, which is where the moon is the closest to the Earth, thanks to the tilting axis. Mm. All happened in the same day, and it didn't happen really here. It was mostly for Europe and uh, that side of the world got it. But uh, yeah, we'll get another one in uh, 16 years or so. So I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, be, uh, be camped out for that one. Tickets, so, tickets on sale soon. There's another solar eclipse that's going to happen in the United States. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like 2024, maybe. Okay. And because, you know, the last one that happened. I remember that. And one. it made me want to look up when the next one is. And the path of totality goes Right through my hometown. Oh, right on. So I don't have to go back there until 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, honey, when are you coming home again? Solar eclipse, mom. Solar eclipse. March 21st, 1943. German army officer Rudolf von Gersdorf. I loved finding out about this. 
He attempts to assassinate Adolf Hitler while touring an armory. He stuffs his pockets with explosives and sets a 10-minute delayed fuse. And he plans to hug Hitler at the end of the 10 minutes, (laughs) killing both Hitler and himself. However... Hitler gets through the armory to her in less than 10 minutes, so Gerstoff has to go to a bathroom and defuse the pocket bombs at the last second before they go off. Oh, my God. And then he got himself transferred like to another unit like out of the country before anybody could figure out that he was part of that. Wow. So it wasn't until after Hitler got captured or or he died or whatever happened to Hitler. What happened to Hitler? He's still around. He killed himself. Oh, that's right. Uh so it was after that that he was that he came out and was like, "By the way, I was going to hug Hitler and blow him up." <laughs> well, wasn't there somebody else who tried to kill him with like a suitcase bomb? You know, they made that movie with Tom Cruise and he was like the German officer that was supposed to like be on the assassination. And for a second when I read the story, I was like, "Is that the same thing?" But yeah, that was a different assassination attempt. Yeah. That one didn't work either. Yeah. Now, the only person that could assassinate Hitler was, was Hitler. Hitler. He was really good at it. <laughs> well, he could get close enough. <laughs> I just love the idea of hugging him. Going to, yeah. I mean, what, what excuse? That? that is what not is, a very good plan. What excuse do you have to come up with at the end of the tour? It's like, well, it was really good to see you, Fuhrer. Come here. Just come right over here. I feel like, I mean, I don't know him very well. Sure. But I feel like Hitler probably didn't really like getting hugged not by a, officers. Not a hugger. I'm, or anybody, I'm pretty sure probably. that was probably, probably not a hugger. Yeah, Hitler, surprisingly, quite a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will about Hitler, and a best w- hug. And a wonderful dancer. <laughs> March 21st, 1970, San Francisco Mayor Joseph Alioto proclaims the first Earth Day to coincide with the first day of spring. The day is moved to April 22nd so that Earth Day wouldn't conflict with other holidays and spring break. Yeah. So they had had some major oil spill near San Francisco uh, the year before. And that was sort of the impetus of trying to get some sort of Save the Earth Day going. And so that was the first proclamation. And then somebody was like, you know, let's not do it right around when like Easter is happening. And maybe yeah. while kids are not out on spring break, so they changed the date. But it makes sense that it would be like first day of spring renewal, that sort of thing. Yeah. So do you ever do anything for Earth Day? Do you uh, stop littering long enough to enjoy Earth Day? I don't you do? litter a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We're not, not going to talk about your littering anymore. <laughs> we, we still want people listening to the podcast. <laughs> I don't litter. <laughs> I, don't, I started a rumor about myself. Yeah, I don't go to funerals and pick up ladies either. <laughs> as long as we're making little uh, little little footnotes here <laughs> to our to our to our uh, to our statements. Ed- editors note: these things don't happen. March twenty second, nineteen eighty three. Happy birthday, Justin James Watt. Happy birthday. Better known as J.J. Watt, a defensive end with the Houston Texans, who has already won the NFL Defensive Player of the Year three times in his first five seasons. While injured last year, Watt raised over $37 million to help Houston recover from Hurricane Harvey. 
And when he did that, he won a bunch of awards, Sportsman of the Year from Sports Illustrated and the Walter Payton Sportsman of the Year from the NFL and all sorts of things. Seems like a pretty good guy. He won those because he raised all that money? Yeah, he was only meaning to raise like a few hundred thousand dollars and... Thirty-seven million. He got thirty-seven million from Jeez. just people donating, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So good on good on you, uh, JJ. This is all you right here. This is this is teed up for you. Okay. March twenty second, nineteen thirty one. Happy birthday, William Shatner. Happy birthday, William. The Quebec-born actor, best known for his roles on TJ Hooker. Third Rock from the Sun. He wasn't on that. Sure he was. And Boston Legal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's best known for. <laughs> You're so weird. Just, just trying to have a little fun, everybody. Or, yeah. So, yeah, he was uh, uh, the big head. The um, the He the, was the big head? Yeah, he was the alien leader. Oh. Yeah, on uh, Third Rock from the Sun. You know, Boston Legal, I loved that show. Oh, Denny Crane. Lots of Denny Crane. Mm-hmm. Denny Crane. <laughs> there are some great super cuts on, online of just him saying Denny Crane. <laughs> really? Introducing himself. <laughs> or like like finishing a summation in court and going, and uh, the defense rests. Denny Crane. <laughs> oh, all right, everybody. That was game prep. Denny Crane. Yes, I know you're Denny Crane. Why do you always tell me your name? Is it so you won't forget? Well, let me tell you something, soldier. I've learned from experience that people can't believe they're actually in the room with Denny Crane. They think it can't be true. So, I let them know it is true. I look them in the eye. Denny Crane. Gives them something to tell their grandkids. Denny Crane. Hey, it's Audio Round Challenge time, and instead of music this time, we are celebrating uh, some sort of laughing happiness day. I think it's like National Tell-A-Joke Day or Let's Have a Laugh Day. <laughs> you or, don't remember. I can't remember, and I'm not going to look it up right now because <laughs> we tried to get on the internet a few minutes ago, and everything died. So, uh, so let's just uh, let's just do a little round on movie comedies. We're going to play you some clips from movie comedies. Well, we're going to play them for each other. Yes. So, but you can play along at home if you'd like to. Um, Did you have any theme to them or was it just like something I found funny? Yeah, just movies I think are funny and that I have seen. All right. I bet you've seen them too. I hope so. (laughs) Otherwise, it's going to be a terrible game for me. All right. Uh, Do you want to do yours first or second? You're controlling the audio here. Oh, I'm going to. Play for you first. All right, here we go with uh, movie clip number one. Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, it sounds like Adam Sandler. So now I have to choose which Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. I'll just say Billy Madison. That's it. All right, good. Because <laughs> it's Billy Madison when he still is like using that I am I may be mentally challenged voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one, uh, he has to go back to school. Right. 
Say it. Don't talk into the microphone there. He has to go there back to school. Are. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was That's doing a, something. I understand. I understand. All right. I'm going to play my first one now. Sure. Two fried eggs, two poached eggs, two scrambled eggs, and two medium boiled eggs. And two hard boiled eggs. And two hard boiled eggs. Make that three hard boiled eggs. And uh, some roast beef, rare, medium, well done, and overdone. And two hard boiled eggs. And two hard boiled eggs. Make that three hard boiled eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I realize that might be a hard movie to come up with, but it's a pretty famous scene from, from the movie. I've never seen it. Yeah. But you, it sounded you, like uh, Groucho Marx. It should, certainly is. It's a Marx Brothers movie. So the only one that I know the name of is Duck Soup. Yeah, and it's not Duck Soup. But, uh, Damn it, Paul. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's called A Night at the Opera, and uh, it takes place on a steamer ship that they've stowed away on. Stowed away on. And so the people that are asking for the hard-boiled eggs, the Chico and the Harpo, they're in this... Uh, cabin that they're not supposed to be in and mm. uh, so he's outside in the hallway asking uh, getting the order but there's a very famous scene after it which is all visual where so many people are coming into the stateroom to deliver things to them and then it just gets packed with people and eventually they all tumble out into the hallway it's, <laughs> it's a pretty great pretty great scene um, all right well, let's go to the next one Michael are you there Michael Yarp. Sergeant Angel's been taken care of. Yarp. He's not gonna get back up again. Narp. Good. Proceed to the castle. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's from that's from Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I didn't get it until the Yarp. <laughs> yarp. That is one of my favorite movies. Narp? That part. Yeah. Oh my god, that made me cry laughing because I said it too. <laughs> I was said- like, uh, narp? <laughs> <laughs> what else are you supposed to say there? <laughs> yeah. That's great. I almost did uh, uh, something from an Edgar-, Edgar Wright movie. I almost did a little something from Shaun of the, Shaun of the Dead. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Alright, here is your second clip. What did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. You know. Morons. <laughs> blazing Saddles? That is Blazing Saddles. Yay. <laughs> I love that scene because I really believe that Cleavon Little cracks up for real. It, that that line yeah, you think you didn't really know what yeah. the line was. Gonna He's be. staring straight forward, just trying to keep a, sp- a straight face. <laughs> and Gene Wilder just gets that little light, you know, morons. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that wasn't the line, and he just like <laughs> threw morons in there just to make him laugh. It really sounded like a genuine laugh. Yeah, yeah. If it was acting, it was fantastic acting. Uh, all right, next one. To the left and the right of the stage are the machine gun nests, belt fed M60 Brownings. Now, these babies tend to heat up, so shoot in three-second bursts. In the event of capture, 
I will personally distribute cyanide capsules to be placed under the tongue like so. Any questions? Uh, yeah, I have a question. When did you turn into a nut bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the last voice I heard sounded like Dina Carvey playing Garth. Is that Wayne's World 2? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Good job. Well, I knew it wasn't Wayne's World 1. Uh-huh. So I figured it had to be the second one. Do you remember the second I, one? I didn't see the second one. So they put on a concert. Okay. Because Wayne has some kind of like vision or dream or something with uh Jim Morrison tells him to put on a concert. Oh, okay. Or Van Morrison, depending on who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Were you in this movie? If not, it was Jim Morrison. I almost said Van Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he has to like put on a concert. It's sort of like a, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Oh, right on, right on. And that's, a guy who was like a roadie for all the old bands or something. Like okay. He talks about he talks about like the Brown M and M's thing and stuff, and like makes jokes about old rock bands. Uh, is it any good? Yeah. Okay. I have to go check out because yeah, I love the first one. The first one is amazing. I think it's as good as the first. Oh, okay. Some people might disagree. I have to go back. And see the best one. part of it which I couldn't find a clip for. It's the beginning where they get into some concert or something in the backstage, but they don't have the right backstage passes. They have like the lame ones. Okay. And they're standing there like kind of surrounded by other dorky guys. And there's these two guys like, Hey, you're Wayne and Garth. How long did it take you to get here from Aurora? It took me half an hour door to door. And the other guy's like, my mom gave me a dollar and dropped me off at the park and ride. (laughs) 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 I said, I said that a lot as a teenager. All right. Next one for Monica. Can I join your group? Now, piss off. I didn't want to sell this stuff. It's only a job. I hate the Romans as much as anybody. Are you sure? Oh, dead sure. I hate the Romans already. Listen, if you wanted to join the PFJ, you'd have to really hate the Romans. I do. Oh, yeah? How much? A lot. Right, you're in. Is that... The Life of Brian. That is Life of Brian. Nice. Well done. I realized now, listening to that clip, that one of the phrases in there I use all the time, which is adding the word already to the end of something. It's like, I hate that already. <laughs> I, don't even, I, 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 I don't even I, I don't even like that already. It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Such a little kid. Thing to say. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate them already. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Number four. I'm already. 
Already ready? I am. Ready already? I'm ready already. I'm kind of having a personal problem. My mind was somewhere else. I mean, you saw how that biker came out of nowhere, right? Oh, I swear I'll concentrate. I drive really good usually. Isn't there somebody else I can talk to, a supervisor or something? I mean, it can't be the absolute and final word in driver's licenses. Girlie, as far as you're concerned, I'm the messiah of the DMV. Now get out of the car. <laughs> I almost used a clip from that. That's Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Clueless. Uh, who's playing the... Do you remember who plays the driver instructor? That voice sounds really familiar. I didn't recognize him. Hmm. It almost He almost has like a Dennis Leary sort of tone to his voice. But then it's 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 definitely not him. He doesn't look like him. Yeah, that's a very funny movie. That's a movie that should have should feel dated and somehow still doesn't. Even though it's very like the fashions are very dated, the music's very dated, but that's it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go with number four. Yes. Number four for Monica. Who's flying the plane? One of the passengers. But he's an experienced Air Force pilot, a flew during the war, so there's no cause for alarm. Henshaw, take over. What kind of plane is it? Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes and curtains in the window and wheels, and it looks like a big Tylenol. This weather bulletin just came off the wire. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I can make a cap, or a brooch, or a pterodactyl. Could you... um... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Airplane. Uh, Steven Stucker. I just wanted to do clips just of him. <laughs> he is the best part of Airplane as far as I'm concerned. I can make a hat or a brooch <laughs> or a pterodactyl. <laughs> that is so weird. Oh, my God. Too, too funny. All right. Next. This is an intergalactic emergency. I need to commandeer your vessel to Sector 12. Who's in charge here? Claw's our master. Claw chooses who will go and who will stay. This is ludicrous. Hey, Bozo, you got a brain in there? <gasps> oh, no. Sid, get down. <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. For a second, what was Tim Allen's voice? I was like, did you do Galaxy Quest? Oh. Just for a moment. One of the my ship. favorite Star Trek movies. Oh, Galaxy Quest might be the best Star Trek movie. Actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. We're down to our last ones. That was your last one. That was my last one. Okay, so you have your last one right now. What's his name? Uh, uh, hi, um, hi, Junior, till we think of a better one. Well, why don't you call him Jason? I just love biblical names. If I had another little boy, I would name him Jason Caleb or Tab. <gasps> oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. No, honey, I had all my kids the hard way. You just got to tell me how you got this little angel. What do you do? Just fly straight down from heaven. Well, you're going to send him to Arizona State. <laughs> Need a beer, Glenn? Does Pope wear a funny hat? Yeah, Glenn, I guess it is kind of funny. 
<laughs> I guess it is kind of funny. Um, I'm gonna guess raising Arizona. You guessed correctly. Right. Well done. That is a great, great. I don't movie. think I've ever actually seen it, but oh. I knew there was a baby in it. Yeah, that is one that. Uh, 1987, I think that was the first Coen Brothers movie I ever saw. And because it was only their, I think that was their second movie. Mm. It is fantastic. Holly Hunter, uh, Nicolas Cage, Francis McDormand's in that clip. John Goodman's in it. It's just, it's amazing. Awesome. It's very funny. It might be the funniest Nicolas Cage performance. Uh, has another great line, which is too short, was too short to use where, uh, uh, they're buying balloons for the baby at a convenience store, and they ask ask the the, the convenience store owner if the uh, balloons come in funny shapes, and he says, "Not unless you think rounds funny." <laughs> <laughs> Who buys balloons for a baby? <laughs> um. All right. Well, where do you host during the week? Tell everybody. Uh, Tuesdays at Fitzgerald and Ballard, Wednesday, the Bluegrass in Georgetown, Thursday, Pona Ranch in Ballard. I am Monday at the Skylark in West Seattle, Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma, Wednesdays at the Berliner in Renton, Thursdays at the Local 907 in Renton. You can also go play with Cat at the Bison Creek Pizza in Burien on Tuesdays and with Jason at Murphy's in Wallingford on Tuesdays and Thursdays. All of them are free to play. Lots of prizes, lots of fun. Go and win something. Uh, and we're looking for people to host and looking for new places to put the quiz. So if you know of a place or if you want to be a host or anything like that, and uh, why don't you send me a little email, quizfix at gmail.com, and let us know anything you want to tell us. But uh, we'd love to find out if there's other people out there who would love to host some quizzes. We're looking to expand and dominate. Yes. Yes. Or at least expand. Let's get a few more places. So quizfix at gmail.com for all of your communication needs. I think that just about does it. Yes. So we are <laughs> going to go out into the uh, St. Patrick's world and see how it's all handling out there. But uh, everybody, have a good week at the quizzes, and we will talk to you on the podcast next week. Bye. Let's go.